lines opened on the money line and the and the Rays, excuse me, were plus 105. And now, if the Yankees hang on to this four-run lead here, they got their man on the mound for game five. So that's not a good spot for the Tampa Bay Rays, who had the commanding lead going into the game tonight. All of a sudden, this series gets tied up. You force the game five. You force the winner-take-all. And the Yankees will clearly have the edge in that game. But we've seen crazier things happen. Bottom of the eighth, one more inning to go here. And the Rays, actually, maybe only a half more inning to go. The Rays will get one more at bat to see if they can score four in a hurry. Atlanta sweep. They swept the Miami Marlins. They win today 7 nothing, And the Miami Marlins are a good story. I'm no Yankee fan, but I'm a fan of greatness. And Derek Jeter, he's not playing, but he's the story down there. And they find themselves in the postseason this year. They advance to the, to the divisional round and not much of a contest against the Braves. The Braves are just the better team, clearly the better team, and the better team won handedly as they sweep the Miami Marlins. But the Miami Marlins are a good story. They're a good story. There was some value, especially after that uh, series win in the wild card and we have the second half underway Thursday night football the Bears have the ball and they will begin their drive to start the second half so I will keep you updated there but Atlanta they advance the Houston Astros they advance 11 to 6 in a high scoring battle against the A's they win that series three games to one and then the series that I think has most of the eyeballs drawn to it you have the Padres right now. They lead the Dodgers 2-1, to one, and they're trying to fight off elimination. They're trying to keep their season alive as they trail in the series two games to zero. So plenty to keep you updated on tonight. We have two MLB playoff games rocking and rolling. One is close to ending the Yankees. Can they force that game five? They're in the bottom of the eighth with a commanding lead. Runners on first and second as we speak. And the Padres and Dodgers are just getting underway. They're in the top of the third, so we'll keep you updated there. South Jersey, we have a great show for you. 1030, John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. He joins me as we get closer now. These weeks fly by, and the Dodgers tie it up 2-2. Two to two. I love this live action. You know, I start to talk about what I'm going to talk about, and boom, run scored catches made in football there's a lot happening so we'll be all over the board here tonight on the fix live in the prop swap studios nick Foles, 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 Foles. should nick Foles still be the starting quarterback in philadelphia 609 601 32 90 we will not be having any of those conversations. Sorry, not sorry. 11 p.m., we have my guy Scoop. Hoops with Scoop. That's becoming a weekly segment, man, and that might be winding down. So I had to get him on one more night this week. And what better night than to preview the potential last game of the NBA season as the Lakers will be rocking the Mamba uniforms. The Lakers' heavy favorites. Will the Lakers end the season? Will LeBron win his third finals MVP with his third different team? Will LeBron hold up his fourth Larry O'Brien trophy? Where does that put him among the greats? We'll talk all things basketball, all things NBA Finals, Game 5 at 11 p.m. Give you the betting insights there for that game. I've been on fire for the NBA. NFL, I've came down to earth a little bit, won't lie. But NBA, I've been on the mark, so we'll see if I can continue that trend here tonight as I'll pick some of the best bets for NBA Finals Game 5. And I have some great segments that I created built in for you. That will happen later tonight. Better bet. What's the better bet as I'll run through some of the more popular items on the wagering menus throughout the next three days? And I'll give you one example. The 49ers minus 9 versus the Dolphins or the Carolina Panthers plus 2.5 versus the Falcons. Which is the better bet? That's just one example. So I'll run through a bunch of bets for that segment. Another segment that I created, the underdog segment is what we can call it. Joke or go for broke. And an example there. 
the Raiders plus 475 money line against the Chiefs. Is that a joke of a bet or should you go for broke? The Bengals up to plus 500 on the money line versus Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Is that a joke of a bet or should you go for broke? We'll have that for you later in the show as well. And then the pigskin fix picks. Okay, I do. I I go through everything on this show. Okay, some shows only give you three picks or two picks or one pick, and they track their record. I'll I'll pick every single game that we have on tap, but this pigskin fix picks. That's my luck, so to speak, and I'll do that with Dylan, and he'll join me at twelve thirty as well to talk some MLB baseball to end the show. But before we get to twelve thirty, we'll also have that pigskin fix picks that'll be in the final hour and there i'll give you one lock of the weekend and one upset alert lock of the weekend plenty to get into right here on the fix i'm your host ryan rothstein we are live you are looking live in the prop swap studios on am 1490 sports betting radio and the phone lines are open 609-601-3290 Let's go, baby. I'm fired up. Are you fired up? 609-601-3290. You can pick up the phone. Give me a call. We want to talk Eagles. What do you want to talk? NFL? College football? We're going to get into some college football. The U, plus 400 on the money line versus Clemson. Is that crazy? Probably. Florida State, plus 950 against the Fighting Irish. College football, NFL, MLB playoffs, and NBA finals. Game 5, baby. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bats. The second level. German lower league side SG Ripdorf Molzen 2 suffered a 37 to nothing defeat on Sunday after only fielding seven players in a bid to maintain social distancing against their opponents as they feared contracting the coronavirus. So, I, I don't know here. I mean, what about the seven guys who were thrown out there, right? Is that just by lotto? How do you determine that? They threw seven guys out there on the pitch, and they got pounded into the ground 37 to nothing. The Clippers didn't even lose that bad. Why wouldn't you just not play the match? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? If you're going to take the L, you know you're not going to win with only seven guys out there anyway. So what what statement are you making here? The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now. And they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to. And they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. Sports are back, baby. And it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 
215-464-9900 or check them out online at keystonerecognition.com. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everyone, to The Fix, live in the Prop Swap Studios. How you doing? Let's go. And it's time for the headlines, some of the biggest headlines in today's world of sports. And let's start it off in the NFL, shall we? COVID-19, it's not going away, people. It's not going away, unfortunately. And the Patriots and the Broncos postponed. Lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. (laughs) The Patriots and Broncos game postponed to Monday amid COVID-19 cases. That is the headline across the media outlets around the world. The New England Patriots will once again have their game pushed back. Scheduled for this Sunday to Monday. And the NFL announced today on Thursday that the Patriots' upcoming contest at home against the Denver Broncos will be moved to Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern with multiple New England Patriot players having tested positive for COVID-19 within the last week. The Patriots played the Kansas City Chiefs this past Monday with the game being delayed a day after the team learned Saturday about their quarterback, Killer Cam. Cam Newton testing positive for COVID-19. All-Pro cornerback Gilmore tested positive on Tuesday while practice squad defensive lineman Bill Murray also placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Thursday's test for the Patriots returned no new positives, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. New England is set to have its bye the following week. The Patriots facility closed since Wednesday, and head coach Bill Belichick said today the team had followed all the protocols. Should I do my Bill Belichick voice? Uh, we, uh, we followed all the protocols. Mandated by the NFL and NFL Players Association related to COVID-19, though multiple reports indicated the league was investigating the organization on its compliance. Ugh. When will it go away, man? Head coach Belichick would not say whether he believed the game against the Chiefs, which was a 26-10 Patriots loss, should have been played given that Gilmore tested positive. There's a lot of decisions and things out of our control, said head coach Bill Belichick. What I'm trying to do is focus on the things that we have control over and just uh, do the best job and make the best decisions we can in those situations. (laughs) That's a horrible Belichick impersonation. The Tennessee Titans game against the Buffalo Bills also postponed this week. You postponed. You canceled. Titans game delayed. They're scheduled to face the Buffalo Bills, and they're not going to play now, at least as of now, till Tuesday amid more COVID-19 outbreaks. The Tennessee Titans game against Buffalo Bills has been postponed by the NFL, marking the second consecutive week that the team's COVID-19 outbreak has prompted a reshuffle of the schedule. Originally set for Sunday, the contest is now being pushed back to Tuesday. What are the betting implications there? And we'll get into that later in the show. Should the game be played as scheduled, the Bills game against the Kansas City Chiefs will be bumped from Thursday to, and I quote, later in the week. Man. No bueno. No bueno, fam. No bueno. Since September 24th, the Titans have had 23 team members, 13 players, 10 staff members test positive. You are not the father. The Titans first closed their facility on September 29th after the team returned eight positive tests. In the aftermath of a win over the Minnesota Vikings, the NFL postponed the Titans' contest against the Steelers, scheduled for this last Sunday until Week 7, while moving up the Titans and the Steelers by weeks, hence the Steelers getting an extra week now of preparation to take on your Philadelphia Eagles. The NFL is investigating whether the Titans broke various league protocols related to COVID-19. And at what point now are these teams going to actually get punished because the Titans are just 
They don't care. They have over 20 members testing positive, and regardless of what you think of this COVID-19 outbreak, regardless of what you think of the pandemic, fine. Maybe all these guys are fine. Maybe they are symptomatic, right? Asymptomatic, I should say. And no one's at great risk if that's how you feel. Fine. All I care about is these games getting played. And all I care about is every team being on the same page as every other team in the NFL so we can play these games when they're scheduled to play and we can finish the season. I talked last week about the Titans and Steelers and how the NFL especially kind of escaped one. And that's how that league, in my mind, is approaching this. They're just saying, how do we get through this? How do we keep everything on track? And they're not punishing these teams. I don't know what the consequence is for these teams to just continue to blindly ignore the protocols that are being put in place. The Steelers got rewarded. They have a bye week now. Nothing was negatively really impacted from their their standpoint. The Titans now, on the other side, they went right back just a couple days later and they had guys working out with each other. They didn't really follow any of the protocols. And the league informed the Titans on September 29th to not hold any informal workouts or group football activities while the facility was closed. And they did the exact opposite. On September 30th, the next day after the league said, hey, don't do this, a large group of Titans players worked out in Nashville together. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said Monday in a memo that forfeits and the stripping of draft picks are now possible punishments for any team found to have violated the league's COVID-19 protocols. Okay, and just forget the politics about all this for a second. We want football. I think if you're listening to the show, you can agree we want football. Fair or foul, like it or not, these teams and players have to abide by the rules that are in place. And if they don't abide by the rules that are in place, penalties are going to be issued. And it has to start now. What example is Roger Goodell setting if there's no penalty for openly, blindly ignoring the protocols in place? If the game is played Tuesday, it would only be the second contest since 1946 to be played on that day of the week. Do you know the other contest? Come on, Eagles fans. Remember. Remember. Simba. The Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles played a Tuesday game in December 2010. Do you remember that one? After a blizzard on Sunday forced the postponement of their previous date, the New England Patriots game against the Denver Broncos, as I mentioned, also postponed. So now this week... We have four teams impacted, and the trickle-down effect is not going to go away. This is going to continue to be a problem, and teams better get in line or there's going to be bigger, more drastic repercussions that come of all of this. 609-601-3290. Do you agree with me? I mean, ads, classic ads. You have to realize here that this is not going away. And we had three weeks of calm, cool collectiveness, right? (laughs) But at what point do you have to say, you know what, maybe this team needs to forfeit some draft picks. Maybe this team needs to realize that they're putting this entire league in danger. And let's go to the phones now. We have someone on the line. What's your name, where you're calling from, and uh, what do you want to talk about? Hello. All right, we got you now. Who do we have? Who do we have on the line? Hello, hello. Are you with me? No. Looks like we don't have you. Do we have you? Nope, all right. Great call. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> try again. Whoever that was calling, please try again. Hang up and please try again. 609-601-3290. Not sure why we weren't able to get you up there, but we should be able to do it again as we're looking at an 01 count here with the uh, call. It's not going away, people. It's not going away. And I hope that the NFL reels this in. I hope these teams are able to reel this in. Because I want my football, man. I want my football, and I want it now. All right, here we go. Let's see if we can 
All right, we think we got you now. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Ryan, it's Frank from EHT, buddy. Yo, Frank, what's going on, man? Talk to me. Yeah. Real quick, because I know you got John McMullen coming on. A couple things. The Bills really get messed up in this situation because now they got to play Tuesday, and they could have had Kansas City at home on a Thursday night, and now they're going to have to play them on almost a full week. That's a horrible situation for them. <laughs> well, they so that game was scheduled for Thursday, but that game did get pushed back. But you're still saying that's a tough, right. But what I'm saying job. is, if they would have played almost Sunday, they would have had Kansas City coming into their yard, right? On a, you know, which I think would have been an advantage to them. Yeah. Now, what happens to Fox? Does Fox lose a game, or do, or do they have to move another game into that slot? Yeah, that's a good question. I still think Fox is carrying it, um, and they're just going to be on that call. I forget someone made a joke last week how because Romo ended up being on the call for a Monday night game, and I forget who made the joke. It might have been Chris Collinsworth. Um, but he's like, oh, I guess Romo's going to get to do a Monday nights after all. <laughs> so whoever – Hey, Ryan, think... Oh, go ahead. Think about this. Yeah. The Eagles play the following Thursday against the Giants. What – now, I'm not saying whatever happened. Can you imagine if they moved the Ravens to the Eagles? It would still give the Eagles a full week of practice before they play the Giants. And that might actually work to be, I don't know, playing the Baltimore Ravens on three days might not be an advantage, but. No. <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I mean, crazier things have happened with this league, moving games around. No, I know. And crazier crazier things have happened. I don't rule anything out, but I'm, I'm worried. And, Frank, before I let you go, are you concerned about the NFL here just being able to continue to postpone and reschedule all these games? I'm concerned because you've got boneheads like Tennessee that could screw it up for the whole week. So, yeah, I, I'm more concerned now than I, I was. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. And, and, Frank, thanks for the call, man. As always, always welcome Thank to, you, Ryan. to jump Take on. Thank you, Ryan. Take care. Yeah, brother. Um, that's, that's the thing. And, and it's like as soon as you bring this up now, it's everyone wants to get political with you. And I'm not, I'm not getting political, okay? I look at something, and this is resulting in postponements. And so I, I don't want these games. The NFL can only postpone and reschedule so much before there's too much on their plate. So they have to figure something out here, man. Or these teams need to get in line. Tennessee, we're looking at you. Good first half hour of the show. When we come back, Frank Frank previewed it for us. NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. We're going to get into Eagles Steelers right here, live in the Prop Swap Studios on AM fourteen ninety Sports Betting Radio. Don't miss out. Prop Swap has future tickets on Green Bay selling like crazy. Green Bay odds started at forty to one, and now they've shot down to fifteen to one. Smart gamblers have been buying and selling Green Bay on Prop Swap and are making a killing. And in just a few weeks, also right now, find Kyler Murray to win MVP tickets available on Prop Swap. He's red hot, and he has led Arizona to an amazing start. Hurry and get a piece of the action. Go to PropSwap.com right now, or download the Prop Swap app to learn how you can start making money. Prop Swap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to 
to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Ah, that's right. You heard the man. Here I am, live in the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is The Fix, and it's 1030, so it's time for your football fix, ladies and gentlemen. And who better? Then to bring in the man, Johnny Mac. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen, PhillyVoice.com, Sports Illustrated at SI.com. And John has his own show right here on AM 1490, extending the play every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Alshon Jeffrey, is he going to play on Sunday? Can we get some type of receiver that's not named Fulgham or Hightower? No offense to you two gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into it, Mr. John. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, hi, Ryan. It's interesting. Sorry, I was a little uh, distracted because I'm watching the Bears and Buccaneers with dueling personal fouls, dueling stupidity. I, I think that's been one of the best things about the NFL this year is they've scaled back on penalties, which I think is makes the game more, more entertaining. I don't think there's any. Any question about that? But the Buccaneers, Buccaneers, and the Bears did not get that memo today. Flags all over the place in the third quarter. But yeah, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey missed practice today with an illness. And anytime you see illness in uh, today's NFL, obviously people kind of default to to COVID nineteen. But you know, especially with what is going on with the Tennessee Titans, but. You know, the Eagles, since training camp, it was Doug Peterson himself. But player-wise, it was Lane Johnson, Nate Gary, Jordan Mailata. Uh, they were on the COVID list. They haven't had anybody on the list since uh, training camp. So protocols have been working for them. But I bring that up because they've had a lot of guys mispractice with illness, and that I have a better understanding than most people because I had to go through the whole COVID testing every day and you you fill out this questionnaire while you do it. And, you know, if you report anything, whether you've been in contact with someone uh, who tested positive or or even if you just have a, a stuffy nose or a headache and you click yes instead of no, you can't get into the facility. So that's been the case with all these illnesses throughout not only training camp but also into the regular season when you see guys missing practice and you see that term illness, not necessarily COVID. 
Yeah, but that's just obviously, like you said, the first thing that everyone jumps to, oh, COVID-19, are we going to get the game off? And uh, today, John, more news regarding postponements around the NFL. The Patriots and the Broncos, they're postponed. The Titans, once again, they're postponed. And I have a lot of questions there, but I'll start with the Denver Broncos and one player uh, in particular, Shelby Harris, and makes a decent point. You know, he tweeted out earlier tonight, actually, just a couple hours ago, why are we getting punished when we did nothing wrong? Pats go on a bye next week, and we are stuck on a short week playing the Dolphins. Help it, help me make sense of it. Yeah, there is no sense. I mean, I, I've talked to, and I, and I said with fans as well, but certainly players. I mean, when you start talking about uh, competitive advantages or competitive equity, any way you want to describe it, you got to give up on that. You got to just default and stipulate to the fact there's going to be issues. And um, the league has kind of made that clear, uh, and they're trying to get through the season. Uh, and there's a lot of hurdles to that, which I think people don't understand. And I'll, I'll go back to the Titans again, because you've seen, and I'm sure you've seen it, Ryan, you see this influx of, of fans and even media people. And I, I, I don't blame fans. I, I more blame media people who say you should have these draconian punishments to the Titans, make them forfeit games, take away draft picks, massive fines. I mean, A, you have to deal with a union that's going to be fighting all that kind of stuff. And B, we're back to that full circle of just shaming people. So in essence, you know, you can go all the way back because Tom Brady's facing Nick Foles, obviously, tonight on Thursday Night Football. You remember going back to the summer and and even the spring and – he had all these lockdowns, and Tom Brady was out there in Tampa with his teammates and no mask on, going in parks that were shut down, and and he didn't get sick. So what I'm trying to say is, and this has happened, I'm not trying to pick on Tom, this has happened all over. You know, players would get together and work out um, and, and not, you know, listen to the local protocols or whatever you want to describe it from – state and local governments, and then all of a sudden you get to Tennessee, and they probably do something they're not supposed to do, not trying to defend them, uh, and, and people do get sick, and you want to shame them, number one, and then you want to punish them, number two, whereas if you don't get sick, and you but you've done the same thing, there's no punishment. So that's a tremendous hypocrisy that the NFLPA is going to fight and point out. So, I, again, I understand this from fans, but media people, use your common sense. This is not just you have to work this out with the NFLPA as well as the NFL. And at this point, they're just trying to get through the season. They're moving games around, and that's how they're going to go about it. Either stipulate to the competitive advantage, disadvantage point, or don't. But that's the way it's going to be. And All right, so I agree with you, and I also disagree with you, and here's why. I, I think that we're in unprecedented times. How many times have we heard that? But but it's true, and I don't think there should be black and white concrete rules where if you do this, you lose a draft pick. If you do this, you forfeit your next game. But on the other hand, I think that you can be human about it and – adjust penalties or decisions on what to do with certain situations accordingly. I mean, the Tennessee Titans were told on September 29th, hey, listen, you have some guys testing positive. Just don't get together. We have to lay low. Let's make sure this doesn't spread. Twelve hours later, you have a group of them working out. I mean, I I just want football. I don't care about the – you know, impact of COVID-19 and will someone get extremely sick or the political aspect of it. But teams need to at least make an attempt to follow protocols. I mean, this is only getting worse Well, and and here's where I'll agree with you, Ryan. If if it is organizational, in other words, if if the organization of Mike Vrabel, if assistant coaches got together, whoever, the general manager, and said, you know what, guys, we can't, we got to shut down the facility, but you know, wink, wink, keep on top of things. Right. If you can prove that, 
yeah, I, I think there should be penalties. If this is players getting together on their own, I, you can call them dumb. You can call them stupid. You can say it's it's disrespectful. You can say it's immature. You can use any adjective you want. But that, to me, is different. And I don't think you can penalize an organization as harshly as people want to do if the organization isn't responsible for these types of things. And you can't say uh, because a bunch of players got together uh, without the approval of an organization. And by the way, again, I'm not saying that happens. If you have evidence that somebody from Tennessee in a position of power was funneling guys to work out, then I'm all on board. Punish them. Yeah. Make them forfeit. But if it's just a bunch of players, no, no way. It's already been done a hundred times, hundred times over, and you're just penalizing guys who've gotten sick. And uh, you know, you know, I've talked about that since the start of this, Ryan. Yeah. This whole shaming part of this has to stop. Way back when Lane Johnson, think about that. Mm-hmm. Locally in Philadelphia, the offensive line masterminds summit that he runs every year. Think about how many players went there. And I don't know if that's where Lane Johnson got sick, but everyone put two and two together because they're all experts. They're all Twitter MDs. And they said, well, he got it there because he wasn't social distancing. Well, guess what? There are a lot of other NFL offensive linemen there as well. So how come you're not punishing those guys? How come you're not punishing their teams? And that's just one example. Again, there were hundreds of examples dating back to the offseason, and you could go to the parties of the Dallas Cowboys. That was a big story. Guys didn't get sick. You're penalizing guys for getting sick. It is bizarre to me. It really is. Unless you can prove that organizational part in it, if they instructed their guys, you got to stay. Uh, you got to stay sharp. You got to continue to work out. You can't come to the facility. Go here and do some work. Then I agree with you. If you can't prove that, and I doubt you can, because I don't think the Tennessee Titans are that stupid. Then, then I, I would agree with punishment. Outside of that, nope. I, I agree with what the NFL is doing. Just try to get the games in as when you can. Yeah, it's um, you make a lot of good points, and it's just it's tough. It's really tough to navigate. I mean, I look at it sort of this way: like, what should the NFL have strict, more strict, um, like protocols in place? Like, I would argue the Tennessee Titans—they get that memo on the 29th saying don't work out at that point you are responsible for being a part of a movement to make sure that this doesn't spread and it doesn't impact other teams and it doesn't impact the NFL so should the NFL put these teams in quarantine I I don't know I I just want to make sure that this doesn't get worse if I'm Roger Goodell and I'm the NFL because you just had one situation you felt like it was somewhat under control just pushing back a couple bye weeks and now here we are again with two separate games one week later getting pushed back and there's more trickle down effects so I, I don't know what the answer is but it's is there a better way to handle it in your mind or just keep doing what they're doing? Well, I, I mean, it is in, in a lot of ways, you know, and people have talked about uh, a bubble that the NBA has used and even baseball is using for the playoffs versus the NFL not using a bubble and the logistical problems in trying to put something like that together. Um, I, I don't think it's possible. I said that from the start, but the NFL, too many players, um, there's not enough football fields and if you want to create uh, so just the game itself makes that an issue uh, and, and and then you, you know the NFL was expecting positive tests uh, Dr. Alan Sills who's their medical director said that pretty consistently does conference calls all the time uh, so it's not like they weren't prepared for this, and that's why they've continued the daily testing, and that's why they've been able uh, to get you know guys t- 
tested positive. And by the way, you know, something else I want to point out, and I should have pointed out earlier, Ryan, and I said you're, you're punishing people and shaming people for getting sick. The vast majority of these players aren't sick. The vast majority are asymptomatic. That's a part of it as well. You're talking about generally young men in their 20s in phenomenal physical shape. So to them, it is just uh, a, a cold and they feel bad for a couple of days, and some don't feel bad at all. So that's part of it as well. You can get back and, and, and get quickly. Now, there's a larger societal issue in the fact that, obviously, they could give it to somebody else when they're outside the facility, and hopefully they're doing the right things. But, again, this whole thing is set up on the honor system. And I don't see how you penalize one group for testing positive and another group who, by the way, you have no idea. They might be doing much more irresponsible things, but yeah. they haven't gotten tested positive. I, I mean, it's an, it's an impossible situation, and I guess that's my biggest frustration, because people think they can legislate a virus. You can't. You do, you, you do the best you can, and that's all you can do. Yeah, it's just, it's a tough situation, and here we are now. We got through three weeks where we're like, oh, looking around, looking over our shoulder. Maybe we're in the clear here, and now a Titan situation happens last week. That hasn't gone away with that organization. Now you insert the Patriots with, with Cam Newton and the impact against their with their opponent against the Denver Broncos. So you just kind of, you just hope that things work out and they're able to adjust and move the chairs and still keep this thing trucking along as the bears are trucking along they're inside the 20 right now john uh down 16 14 and nick Foles is just being nick Foles as he gets fum as he gets hit and loses the ball <laughs> yeah uh, uh, um yeah nick's playing pretty well i i didn't expect that they would have uh, uh be in this game this late uh, i mean and that's what you want to be in a situation where you have a chance to to win the game in the fourth quarter so I think it's interesting the Bears in general because it's very rare uh, you had a three and O team that had quarterback controversy. Typically, uh, you're not talking about changing the quarterback until you lose some games. So sure enough, Nick comes in, wins that third game, and he loses the fourth game, and now here we are. But ultimately, I think long term, the Bears don't have the answer at the quarterback position. So, I mean, they got to start over again, and that's. That's a, that's a pill to swallow for, for Ryan Pace, the GM out there, because obviously drafted Mitchell Trubisky number two overall, which is bad enough. But then you look at that draft, and who else was in that draft? Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, we're talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. So Alshon Jeffrey had an illness today, not COVID-related, at least uh, from what we know as of now. Oh, well, it might be. We it don't know. Be. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we don't know. Simply, you know, it, it, what would happen is he would get tested, uh, and if, if there is a positive, they would, they would have a second test to sort of confirm it, and then he would go on the reserve COVID-19 list. But the way these things have been going, I, I said there's been a – a ton of Eagles over the weeks that have missed a day or two here and there uh, with illness. And that's that has to do with those protocols that everybody, um, some complain, I shouldn't say everybody, but some complain about uh, because they are pretty strict. Uh, and if you do um, report anything, as I said, a stuffy nose, uh, a scratchy throat, um, a headache, you're not going to be allowed to show up to work that day. It's crazy. Um, so you look at this Eagles. It's an easy day off, by the way, as well. Yeah, it is an easy day You look off. at it that way. Yeah, that's that's the right way to look at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have the Steelers' defensive line and the Eagles' defensive line. I would say that's the best part of both teams right now. You would agree? So what type of issues does that cause for this Eagles' offense? Well, I, yeah, I mean, th this is arguably the best front. A little bit different in the fact that, obviously, they play the 3-4, so they have 
the edge rushers uh, being the linebackers, and that's T.J. Watt, essentially, and Bud Dupree. Uh, and that's sort of what the Steelers have been able uh, to do. And it's interesting because the Eagles lead the league in sacks, but the Steelers lead the league in sacks for games because they didn't play last week. Uh, so these have been the two best uh, pass rushes in football. Uh, the difficult part of that from the Eagles' standpoint is they have all the issues on the offensive line, starting most notably with Jordan Mailata, uh, who will be starting his second game at left tackle. But also, Nate Herbig, Jason Kelsey, they're going to play, but they're banged up. We know how banged up Lane Johnson is. He's got to take injections just to get out there uh, and make sure the swelling is down. Uh, so they are tremendously banged up on the offensive line, uh, whereas uh, Pittsburgh has gotten David DeCastro back, who arguably is their best offensive lineman. So they're, they're a little bit more well-equipped to handle a good pass rush. I, I think that's probably the biggest issue. All right, so the Eagles on their side of the ball here on defense, what can they do? Because you have Big Ben. I mean, talk about Ben Roethlisberger for a minute, John, for the fans out there that maybe haven't been following him. You just see the 3-0 record against the bad teams. How has he looked this year, and what type of issues can he present? Probably the same that he's always been able to present, right? Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are, are going to get uh, a taste of their own medicine because we always see how difficult it is to take Carson Wentz down uh, in the pocket. And, and in a lot of ways, it's even worse for an opponent of the Eagles because Carson can also move and run. Uh, ben can't do that, but, man, he's hard to take down. I don't think there's ever uh, been a quarterback tougher uh, to bring down in the pocket than Ben Roethlisberger. He's just, you know, he's, he's called Big Ben for a reason. Uh, he's huge and he's strong. And if you just get a hold of him and think he's coming down, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but he's still working his way back. That was a pretty significant uh, injury that essentially derailed not only his season but the Steelers' season last year. Uh, and he's mentioned himself. He's 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 starting to get uh, back, and he was upset, by the way, that um, the game was postponed because now I think the Steelers have to play 13 straight weeks. And you know, one of the things they've done is is Ben doesn't even practice on Wednesdays. They're trying to get him, you know, manage his pitch count, so to speak, to get him to game day. So he he's still working his way back, uh, but. You know, there's a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, so uh, it's much more difficult to face Ben Roethlisberger than Mason Rudolph or Doug Hodges. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and it's not just Big Ben. I mean, they have a lot of weapons around them. You have Juju Smith-Schuster with 17 catches, 160 yards, and already three touchdowns. Um, Claypool, six catches, 151 yards. Deontay Johnson, 149 yards. And then they have... James Conner, and uh, even Benny Snell uh, toting the rock there pretty well for Pittsburgh. So I don't know where you start with all of that if you're the Eagles defense. Yeah, you know, those receivers and and, and Claypool's another, you know, he's just huge. Uh, I don't know if people have seen him at Notre Dame or a a lot of teams uh, even projected him as a potential uh, tight end. That's how big he is uh, to be that type of slot receiver. And he's another rookie receiver that seems to have hit the ground running. And I know that's a a, um, a hard thing for Eagles fans because for some reason they can't find young receivers to play. And you see him, whether it's Jefferson, we've talked a lot. Uh, Claypool's not been you know, that dominant, but he, he looks like he's going to be a, a really big threat in this league. And he, he's, he's, he's so difficult to deal with from a size standpoint because he is, you know, almost 235, 240 pounds, and he runs a 4-4. So um, that's an interesting and intriguing matchup. And you'll have to see the moving parts on the back end uh, for the Eagles because – 
you know, Avante Maddox hasn't been able to practice, so it looks like he's not going to play again. And that, to me, would indicate Jalen Mills a cornerback again. And then you got to kind of cobble together safety because Will Parks is getting closer. He's been working off to the side. But the Eagles haven't even started his practice window. So he's not going to be back this week, uh, which means you're going to probably have Marcus Epps and Kayvon Wallace back there again. So a lot of issues from an injury standpoint, but we were talking to all-fair Ryan. Everybody's got injuries in this league, Dan. It it is bad. All And you saw it in San Francisco last week. That's one of the reasons why the Eagles were able to win that game. A lot of injuries, a lot of blue tents up on the sidelines, and that's not going away anytime soon for any team, but especially the Philadelphia Eagles. But John McMullen, he always finds his way onto the field, and he'll do it one more time with me here tomorrow night for your football fix at 1030. And, John, go watch the rest of this game as Tampa Bay has the ball down by one with nine minutes left. We got some old-school Gronk there, Ryan. Yeah, love it, man. Gronk is back, baby. Gronk is back <laughs> thanks johnny all right thanks Ron. all right man there he is john mcmullen follow him on twitter at jf mcmullen and uh one hour down here already on the fix so tampa bay and tom as he dumps it off to gronk like mcmullen mentioned and he's just bulldozing his way down the sideline for a gain of almost 20 And uh, we'll be right back here on The Fix. Still to come, my guy, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. He'll join me at the top of the hour to talk some hoops, baby. Hoops with Scoop. Can the Lakers close it out tomorrow night against the Miami Heat? Or can Jimmy Buckets continue to get Buckets? and extend this series to a game six. All that still to come here on The Fix, live in the Prop Swap Studios. Scoop B. Robinson on the other side to talk hoops. Still have to get into our Better Bet segment. Still have to go 